That can only mean one thing. It's Saturday morning, 9 a.m. This is the Saturday morning version of the Freight Broker TV podcast, video podcast. We live stream it on YouTube most Saturday mornings, 9 a.m. Last Saturday we didn't. You saw how that worked. Even though we we didn't live stream, the podcast was still made available. The video was still made available on the FBTV website, FreightBrokerTV.com, if you're wondering. But today it is the live stream. So if you're tuned in, I'd like to uh, welcome you to the live stream. Saturdays, it's Q&A day. Q&A day, your questions, our answers, and we got a lineup for you this morning. Be getting to that here in a little bit. What is today? Today is Saturday, May 20th. It is American Red Cross Day. You can kind of imagine why. Well, because the Red Cross was founded by Clara Barton, Clarissa Barton, on this date back in 1881. So today is American Red Cross Day. Also, it's Armed Forces Day. Now, there's a lot of other Quote, days that uh, fall on today. May 21st. What did I say? 20th, 21st. And I just go by what's wrote down here. <laughs> they got it wrong. It's May 21st. But those are uh, those kind of days, you know, that... Uh, what was it? I think one of them was National Patch Day. Uh, those are immaterial when you've got American Red Cross, Armed Forces Day, those are the biggies. So we'll keep it at that today. Q&A day. What kind of questions we got today? Well, we've got uh, questions from LaShondra. we got questions coming in from Kerry Doyle. He's got a good question. We'll be talking about that. Difference between a good freight broker and a bad freight broker. Got to be talking about that uh, coming up today. Big thing... And we will talk about this real quick. If you use DAT, a DAT product, DAT Express, uh, DAT Power, any of their load boards, they've got other tools as well, TMSs and things. DAT over the last several months has been doing a uh, changeover from the system they had. And now they're kind of uh, migrating if that's the uh, right word, into their new system. And a lot of things have changed. And if you've logged in uh, to the AT up at the top, uh, there's been a little note up there for the last several months of the changes that are forthcoming. Well, those changes began here the last uh, few days. Well, now they've been changing for a while. Uh, one of the things that uh, was the biggie, and they got off that kick real quick, but it looks like they're back on it, was your password had to be, you know, X amount of characters long. You had to have uh, letters and lowercase, separate case, numbers, and, you know, exclamation points, whatever. You know, how a lot of these systems do anymore. Where before you could be anything, one, two, three, four, five. Hey, that's my password, and uh, but not anymore. Well, the, the way, well, they changed it, and uh, there you go. You know, it couldn't be one, two, three, four, five anymore. It had to be something tricky that you know you you had to remember. You know, you remember the times when we had one or two passwords and that was it. Now. You know we've got to we've got to keep pages of you know we got to have our passwords printed out or wrote down somewhere because we have so many of them anymore. And if that's not bad enough, some of these programs and logins that we use they automatic automatically force you to change your password every few months or whatever. It turns into an ordeal. It's getting pretty old. 
and I, you know, I know some some sites, well, a lot of them actually, they'll let you use your Google login or your Facebook login or whatever. I don't know if that's a good idea. That just sounds fishy to me. You're typing in your email address or your username and password for Facebook or or Google or whatever. That just seems to give permission to that other site you're logging into to, uh, well, you're giving them your information. I don't, I, anyway, don't get me started on that stuff. I, I'm not totally stupid when it comes to tech, but I'm not the, uh, not the brightest bulb on the tree. You, you know what I mean? So anyway, leave that alone. But anyway, back to DAT. Uh, this week has officially made the change from having a username to an email address. Now, many of you will be getting that email, or, or when you go to log in, it's going to say, "Hey, you've got to update. You can't use that username anymore. You've got to, you've got to enter the email address that uh, you want to use." All right. Not a biggie, unless you start finding, "Hey." your email address don't work. Now at Tautoa, we use DAT for training purposes. And uh, we have it and uh, make it available to our clients that are going through training so that they can gain experience using the load board and all the tools that uh, it has available or makes available. So that way when they exit training, you know, they, they know what they're doing with the load board. You know, a load board's a load board, a load board. When it comes right down to it, LoadBoard is like a web browser. If you know how to work Google Chrome, you're going to be able to figure out Safari or Outlook or whatever Microsoft wants to call their browser anymore, or Firefox or whatever. If you know how to use one, you're going to, have to figure out how to use the rest of them. Same thing with a LoadBoard. You know, LoadBoard, you're just putting in the uh, details for the load or your search criteria it does other things as well but it's pretty much fill in the blank click a button and it's done okay not difficult dat is the granddaddy of the load boards the cadillac of the load boards the harley davidson of the load boards <laughs> whatever you you want to call it the peterbilt of the load boards the cat of the load board i know they don't make cat engines anymore for trucks but you get the idea. But it's a fantastic load board. Matter of fact, our clients, when they're going through training, they're using DAT. And we recommend to them that, uh, hey, you will want to use DAT down the road. <laughs> because DAT will make your phone ring. But there's a pet peeve I have about some of the... Uh, Trucks that are posting on DAT. And I'm going to pick on trucks here for a moment. Carriers. Just for a moment. And you'll understand why. In the contact column. Okay. You've got a tr your trucking company. You post your equipment on the load board. In the contact column. Instead of having your phone number there. A lot of trucking companies. Not a lot very few in the big picture, but still enough to be annoying. <laughs> Instead of a phone number, they put an email address. Folks, if you're a trucking company that does that, stop it. Stop it. Stop it, stop it, stop it. You're probably a trucking company that posts your email address and contact information, and you probably go around bad-mouthing you're load-born. Yeah, I use DAT, but nobody calls me. Nobody contacts me. Well, you're using an email address. Brokers don't have time to send an email to a truck. <laughs> okay, bottom line. We don't have time to compose an email about our load we're trying to move. One, we don't know how you've got your email set up. We can compose it, send it to you, but your email may refresh once every 15 minutes. You may look at it and just ignore it. We don't know. 
freight brokering as well as trucking, it's it's a immediate deal. Matter of fact, if you, you if you're using a load board to find loads for your truck, I'm pretty sure the last thing you're doing is emailing a broker. You're on that phone. You've got to know. You know. You've got to get to that broker before somebody else does. Because holy smoke. You know, if that's the load you want or you want to inquire about or there's a possibility that load may work for your truck, you don't want somebody beating you to that load. You're going to pick up the phone and call, right? Well, same thing with a broker. We don't have time to send an email to you. Seconds, you know, this is something I go over in training with our clients at Taltoa. You can check us out, Tautoa.com, T-A-O-T-O-A.com. We train and consult freight brokers, freight broker agents. We assist trucking companies in developing additional streams of revenue. Help them uh, quit using brokers for 100% of their loads. Allow them to uh, start finding their own customers. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. You can check us out at Tautoa. You can even call me at 479-668-0838. My name is Mike. I'm the lead consultant for Tautoa as well. As your host for the FBTV podcast and the Saturday morning live streams, the get together, get get togethers. <laughs> anyway, the I, I you know I, I tell my clients, look, you can miss a truck or miss a load by just a couple of seconds. You do not have the luxury of wasting time. Time is. Time management is critical to a broker, and it's critical to a trucking company. It's critical to a driver. Ask any driver that was five minutes late on a Friday afternoon to pick up a load, and they got to sit all weekend till that company opens up on Monday. Ask. Time is critical. And that's what I mean. Now, I, I know a lot of you are going to say, hey, we put the email address up there, but all you got to do is click on and uh, open up that second window in the DAT, and in the comments section, we have our phone number. That takes a couple of seconds. Sometimes you can click that, and a second or two later, it will finally open up. I'll be honest with you. We recommend to our clients, don't 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 mess around with it. You don't have time. That's wasting time. If you know, if there are 20 trucks posted like that, and each one of those take two seconds, that's 40 seconds you wasted clicking to see if there's a phone number listed. Now, that doesn't mean, you know, I, I don't understand why you're doing it as a trucking company. I do. I get it. I know exactly what you're doing. But you'd be a lot better off putting your phone number up there because you're not getting a lot of calls or contacts via email, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, maybe you're a, a, a owner-operator. Got your own authority. You're driving the truck. I get it. You, you've got to drive. But maybe it's better if you put a driver on that truck and you handle the business. Because if, if, if doing the work is more important than doing the business... Well, you either need to get somebody to help you do the work, you know, on the administrative end, the office end, that can work on getting you loads, making you more money. Or you need to get out of the truck, get a driver to put on that truck. See what I mean? Okay, now, I've picked on drivers, or trucking companies, rather. And yeah, I see it. Matter of fact, I train my clients, ignore those trucking companies that have an email address in the contact column. Don't waste your time. You don't have time to waste on composing an email. And the re Here's the reason why. The time it takes you to compose and send that trucking company an email about your load, you could have called 10 other trucks. If one of those 10 other trucks would have said yes, but now that you've taken time to compose that email, that truck has found another load, they're no longer available. See what I mean? You've missed the truck. The truck is gone. Now you're going to make an argument. Well, hey, what if the email I send that, well, the, okay, if it takes takes you two minutes, three minutes to compose the email, send it, and whoever you're sending it to, it takes them 10, 15 minutes to get it. Then it may sit there in their inbox because they're doing 15 other things. Then they finally get to it 
10, 15 minutes later, okay, there's 30 minutes wasted. You, you see what I mean? That's 30 minutes. 30 minutes. And how many other emails are before yours? Do, do you see what I'm getting at? You're much better off just skipping it, making your calls to other trucking companies that have a phone number. Now, let's get to what I was talking about. <laughs> yes, I'm picking on carriers that do this, trucking companies that do this. But what's really irritating are brokers that do it. Yeah, I've looked, I've seen it, I've seen email addresses for loads posted on the load board. I've seen email addresses instead of phone numbers. What are you doing? As a broker, you need a phone number in there. Tracking companies don't have time to send you an email, just like you don't have time to send a tracking company an email. I get it. See, this is why this digital dispatch stuff, it's the flavor of the month right now. It's going to go away. It's not going to be as popular. You know, it's the same as the bid, board were, bid boards were several years ago. And th there are still bid boards out there where you get in there, bid on a load. But do, do you know what bid is, actually? It's the uh, shipper or the potential customer saying, give me the cheapest rate possible that you can charge me to move this load from point A to point B. Well, folks, we don't deal in cheap. we got to deal in reality. In reality, it's going to take X amount of dollars to attract a truck. In reality, for us to make any money on that load, we've got to charge enough to be able to make money on top of what we're going to be paying a truck. So when you bid on a load, be realistic. What good is it if you bid on a load, you win the bid, you get the load, but you can't get the truck? Because there wasn't enough money in the load. You, you see what I'm getting at? But brokers, come on. Put your phone number up there. Put your phone number in there. See what I mean? All right. What kind of news have we got going on today? Well, we talked the other day about the uh, fuel price gouging bill. The... Uh, this past Wednesday, we talked about, they were talking about sending a bill in. Blaming the oil companies for the high prices of fuel. They're, they're always pointing their finger. It's Putin, you know. It, it's uh, the oil companies. It's everybody else's fault except the policies this administration <laughs> has put into place since they took office uh, 18 months ago, something like that. What a wild ride. Anyway, legislation that aims to expand federal provisions against price gouging in the marketplace for gasoline and other fuels passed in the U.S. House of Representatives a couple of days ago, Thursday. Passed by 217-207 party line vote. The bill would specifically provide the FTC with authority to pursue potential price gouging in the event of a presidentially declared emergency. I wonder what, I wonder what prices have to get to to be a presidential declared emergency for fuel. I think we passed that a couple of bucks ago. <laughs> According to the legislation, it would be unlawful to sell wholesale or retail fuel that is deemed to be exploiting the circumstances related to the energy emergency to increase prices unreasonably. You know, I, I get it. It's just finger pointing. And I get it. Their heart might be in the right place. Okay? But don't every state, every city and the country pretty much already have laws in place making it illegal to price gouge. This is just smoke and mirrors. Smoke and mirrors. Yeah, I guess they made it federal law, or it will be. But still smoke and mirrors. You have to be... Man, you have to have <clears throat> that COVID mask pull over your eyes and one stuck in each ear <laughs> to not know why the prices are high. Anyway, 
All right, like I was saying a moment ago, my name is Mike. Uh, this is Tautoa, or we are brought to you by Tautoa. I'm the lead consultant at Tautoa. Want to check us out? T-A-L-T-O-A.com. We got packages up there from all the way from self-study through in-depth, hands-on training and consulting packages. Placement into our mentorship program once you complete your training. That that means after you complete training, you don't. Have, we're not going to pat you on the back and say, "Hey, good luck. Go find a job. Go get a contract." No, we're going to invite you to our. Well, we call it the TMP, Tautoa Mentorship Program. That allows you to begin your broker operation as a freight broker agent. So you can begin getting the experience, building a customer base. That's the main things you got to focus on, you know, when you're in that startup period. Startup period, well, it is what it sounds like. The startup period, building that customer base. Freight broker, freight broker agent, it doesn't matter. You are your own business. You are your own business. You're starting it from scratch. Nobody's going to give you anything. Oh, you may catch a bone here and there, but the main thing is you've, it's, it's your business. You've got to uh, build it from scratch. Every brokerage out there, they all started the same place you did. They thought, hey, I'd like to be a freight broker. They all start from scratch. Anyway, we've got uh, packages available. Check it out, Tatoa.com. Now, Q&A day here on the FBTV Saturday morning live stream on YouTube podcast. You can also, you know, if you're watching the live stream or maybe you're catching a snippet of this podcast that we're posting up on YouTube. If you want to hear the whole podcast, you can. Just uh, open up your favorite podcasting app and do a search for Freight Broker TV. You'll find us. Be sure to subscribe. Matter of fact, if you're on YouTube watching one of the snippets or even watching the uh, live stream, you know, down below, click the uh, subscribe button. Help us out. You know, help us grow. There's a lot of information out there on the internet and on YouTube that is very misleading when it comes to brokerage. You can tell what they're more in you know, a lot of these videos out there. They are not all of them, but you can recognize them. They're pretty easy to recognize. A lot of clickbait to get you in trying to sell you something without telling you anything about what the topic was for that video. Anyway, a lot of misinformation. If you open up a how to be a freight broker video and the first thing they start talking about is how and why you should use this factoring company, stop it, move on. <laughs> Go back to one of our, check out our YouTube library, man. We got videos all over the place about factoring companies. Not saying factoring companies don't have their place. I'm not anti-factoring, but a freight broker should stay as far away from a factoring company as humanly possible. Okay, matter of fact, I think last week we put up a video about factoring. I think last last week we had a question coming about factoring. Anyway. All right, Lashandra. Lashandra. She uh, wrote in, matter of fact, you got a question you'd like answered during Q&A. Yeah, just email it to us, fbtv at freightbrokertv.com. You can go to our website, freightbrokertv.com. we got forms there you can fill out, send to us. Skype, yep, we're on Skype. Just do a, uh, do a search for FBTV on your Skype app or whatever you're using to access Skype and uh, send us a message. You can call us too, leave a message. You do that, understand there is a real good chance you'll hear yourself on a future podcast. But anyway, got a question, send it to us, we'll answer it. LaShondra, how do I get started when I know nothing about the business? That's a very good question. More than likely, LaShondra, you know somebody that drives a truck and somebody said, hey, you should think about being a broker. We recommend to anybody that calls us, and, and now to you, 
and to everybody watching or even listening. You know nothing about the business, but you'd like to learn more because it seems like, hey, this might be a business that uh, I might enjoy, I might like. We got the good, the bad, the ugly for you. Simple as that. Just go to our website here. Let me show you. Go to go to taltoa.com. This is our this is our homepage. All right. If you want to learn about our our training and consulting, just come up here. Okay. We got all kinds of training and consulting packages. You can explore all those. Click these learn more buttons. Now we'll tell you this. All right. While we're here. The basic and the standard. If you're wanting to be a freight broker agent, that's all you are wanting to do right now. The thought of opening your own freight brokerage, getting your own broker license is not even in your mind yet. Yeah, one of these two packages. Okay. If you are planning to start a freight brokerage, say within the next three to six months, then you want to look up the uh, freight broker packages. They start at $14.95 and go up. But anyway... And we got self-study down here too, 295. Now understand self-study, it is what it is. No placement, no mentorship. Giving you uh, that the training for the self-study is based on the essential training we use in the live training and consulting or on demand here. Uh, but you're not getting hands-on with the different tools, programs, and software. But we, we, we do have exercises for you to do so you can get used to working with the different formulas and such. But anyway, let's go back to the home page. All right. LaShondra and anyone, if you've been wondering about being a freight broker and you're not sure exactly how to get started, all right, come to our website, taltoa.com, T-A-L-T-O-A.com. Scroll down right here, Taltoa, where to begin, right there. See this Learn More button down here? Click the Learn More, and that's going to take you, well, to the Freight Broker TV website. we got a video up there that uh, we produced uh, it's a while back. It's been a year, maybe 18 months, but it was a webinar we had up originally. Uh, it's called An Introduction to Becoming and Working as a Freight Broker. I mean, it goes through everything with you, the good, the bad, the ugly. We, we talked a little bit about the history of freight brokering in it. You know, we're, we're going to talk about being a freight broker as a freight brokerage company, getting your license, what you need to do. We're going to be talking about, hey, maybe hey, you know, what you want to do is start out as an agent. Going to go through the whole nine yards with you. So this is where to begin. How do I get started when I know nothing about the business? Start right here. Right here. Right here watching this. Watching this webinar all right again go to freight broker tv click on learn more and there you are it's a video right there all right carrie she's going to play today in the uh fbtv q a she writes in i am considering becoming a freight broker a lot of my friends are drivers and they are all encouraging me to do so my question my question is there a demand for freight brokers or is the industry oversaturated that's a good question carrie we we actually get that question quite a bit okay is the is the industry oversaturated are there too many brokers yeah you i'll just tell you flat out there's there's a broker on every corner okay but I will tell you this, the brokers on every corner, they uh, they switch out quite often. Only, only the good survive. Only the good survive. Now, what I mean by that, and I, this, you know, I've had people ask me, is there a lot of competition? But not... Yeah. Here's the way I look at this. I am not competing against XYZ freight broker, ABC freight broker, or anything like that. I'm not competing. It's it's I'm not 
that competition is out of my mind because my focus is 100% on my freight brokerage. How do I make my freight brokerage better? How do I grow my freight brokerage? You see what I mean? Yeah, there's a lot of freight brokers, but a lot of them, well, they're order takers. That makes sense? They sit back, wait for the phone to ring. I, okay, we, we teach our clients, you know, in training. You get a customer. They've asked for your shipper packet. That's the legal documentation the customer needs from you as a freight broker to begin using you as one of their brokers. We train them to begin making two calls a day to those new customers after they've sent the packet, the shipper packet, over to that customer. You know, prior to that, prior to them, the customer asking for your shipper packet, prior to that, prior to that, you're a salesperson. That's all you are. But now that they've asked for your documentation, your shipper packet, the documentation they need to be able to start using you as one of their brokers, now you're part of their transportation team. Now you've got carte blanche. You can call them anytime you want. You're not a salesperson to them anymore. You're part of their team. So let's take that out for a test drive. Start calling them twice a day. I always tell my clients once in the morning, once in the afternoon. The official reason for the call, check on their loads. Hey, Jim, Mike at Tautoa, just checking to see if you've got anything new coming up I can help you with. The real reason is to have that personal contact. To be able to start building that relationship. The better the relationship with your customer, the better the relationship with your carrier, the more money you're going to make. Because the better the relationship, the more they are going to want to work with you. You're their buddy now. You're their go-to. They can trust you. See what I mean? Getting back to what I was going to say, we train all our clients that way, but several years ago I had a client call me. They went through training. They've been in operation for several months. And I get a call from them one day. What are we doing wrong, Mike? What are we doing wrong? I go, what do you mean? The guy goes, we, we, we've set up a lot of customers. You know, we got, we've sent out hundreds of shipper packets. But nobody calls us. Nobody calls you. Do you not ever call them? Well, no. We, we we called them. We made the sales call. They wanted our shipper packet. and Well, we've not heard anything back from them. Well, remember in training, we not revert back to training. And, and a lot of my clients, you know, we talk about this. They, they call and they got a question. Okay, go back to part two, part three, you know, part five, part one, whatever. Uh, you know, review that material. Because our, our clients, they have access to all that review, uh, material, the on-demand slash review material you know, throughout their uh, full consulting period. They have access to that. They can go back and use it to uh, review, use it to train their own people if they need to. they got total access to that. But anyway, no, they hadn't been making the calls. They'd just been setting up customers, sending the packet, and waiting for the customer to do the work. Okay, they're the customer. You've got to be aggressive. You've got to go after that freight. Is there a demand for freight brokers? There is a demand, Carrie, for good freight brokers. If you get in there, you, you, you pay attention to the details. You do what you're supposed to be doing day after day after day. The small details. You know, my clients, they hear this all the time. you got to pay attention to the details. Those little details are what's going to separate you from everybody else. That's what is going to make you successful. That's that's how agents, broker agents, get up to that six-digit income level because they pay attention to the details. Yes, Gary. Uh, 
there is a demand for good freight brokers. Is the industry oversaturated with good freight brokers? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. All right, Q&A continues. We do this every Saturday morning. Well, most Saturday. Well, every Saturday we're going to have a podcast anyway, Q&A podcast. You're going to be able to watch it on YouTube live stream on Saturday mornings. Matter of fact, it, you can only watch it on YouTube uh, during the live stream. After that, you will only find the FBTV video version of the Saturday morning podcast on the Freight Broker TV website. So, And it's up there for a week. So you can go check it out there if you missed the Saturday morning version. Or maybe you, maybe you started listening to the podcast using your favorite podcasting app. And we started talking about a video or showing you something on screen. Well, you can immediately go to our website, FreightBrokerTV.com. Go to the FBTV live stream. Here, I will show you real quick while I'm thinking about it. Up here uh, where it says live stream, FBTV live stream. Okay, and there is the most current live stream or video. If we don't do a live stream, we will still post the video. And you will only be able to find that video here. All right. So, as you can see, here we go. It's starting just like normal. This is this is last Saturday. <clears throat> but anyway, you get the idea. All right. Very good. Okay. Continuing. Doyle. Doyle writes, and this this kind of goes with Carrie's question from a moment, moment ago about freight brokers. Is the industry oversaturated? <clears throat> Doyle. Uh, he he says. Uh, I hear people talking about good freight brokers and bad freight brokers. What makes a good freight broker? What makes a bad freight broker? What makes a good one? What's the difference between a good freight broker and a bad freight broker? Well, a good freight broker and a, ba a bad freight broker, everybody, I think, you know, honestly, I think everybody starts out as a bad freight broker with a desire to become a good freight broker. Everybody starts as a bad freight broker because you're new, okay? You're inexperienced. I mean, you may have the training and you're ready to get out there and start doing it, but, I, you know, pretty much everybody starts as a bad freight broker. you got to start make, taking steps to become a good freight broker. Otherwise, you're going to stay a bad freight broker at, you know, at, at best, if you don't do anything to become a good freight broker, mediocre. You know, who wants to be mediocre? You're not in this to be mediocre. If you want to be mediocre, you know, you go out here and get a job 40 hours a week, $15 an hour or whatever. See what I mean? People become freight brokers because they have that entrepreneurial spirit. They want to be self-employed. They want to be in control of their own destiny. And in this world today, especially after this coronavirus thing we've gone through the last couple of years, especially with what's happening now, in the world you don't know if your company is going to close down tomorrow you're going to get laid off you don't know anything you're, you're in control of your future as a entrepreneur being self-employed freight being a freight broker allows you to be an entrepreneur be self-employed doesn't matter if you're starting your own freight brokerage or starting out as a broker agent contracted onto an existing broker you're your own boss now don't romanticize this a lot of people romanticize it. You know, they start thinking, hey, I'm going to be a freight broker. I'm not going to have to drive to work every day. I'm not going to be stuck, you know, at that job that I don't like. You know, I can tell my boss to Johnny Paycheck it, if you don't know what I mean. <laughs> I've dated myself. But uh, you probably know what I mean already. Uh, but... Uh, you know, you go out here and, hey, you know, I can be a freight broker. I can work from home. Most brokers do work out of their house. Now, if you're a brokerage company, yeah, you're probably growing to where you have your own office space because you've got other people working with you, for you. But a uh, freight broker, one- or two-person operation, more time, a freight broker agent especially works out of their house. Low overhead. You are your own boss. Nobody's, nobody's standing over your shoulder making sure you're making the calls, doing what you should be doing. You're, you're, it's your business. People romanticize that. They like it. Hey, you know, my commute's going to be from the bedroom to my office in, in the house, you know. That line at the coffee pot, though. 
What happens, though, they get out there and they start brokering. And they find out, hey, this is work. It's work. It takes time. It takes time to build that business up. you got to go through that startup period. In that startup period, you're building the customer base. You're starting to figure out what's what. You're starting to learn what customers have loads that trucking companies want. What loads are making your phone ring. Which of your customers have good freight. I'm talking about freight uh, that uh, satisfies the need of a carrier. There are three things that trucking companies are looking at, basically, when they're thinking about a load. Destination. Where is that load going? What is the weight of that load, and what does it pay? You get in the ballpark on those three things, you will get a truck for that load. See what I mean? But what makes a good freight broker, what makes a bad freight broker? A good freight broker is paying attention to the details. You are not putting your customer in jeopardy with the decisions you make. You have to understand your customer, that person in shipping that you deal with on a daily basis, they can be fired for mistakes. What kind of mistakes? Let's say uh, you've got a flatbed load going from point A to point B. You know that most of your customers' loads are tarped. But this load, you get the uh, paperwork from the customer. It doesn't say anything about tarps. What do you do? You just ignore it? Just put it on the truck, and you don't say anything about tarps? Of course not. This is where that customer service comes into play. You get on the phone with your customer. You call your customer. Hey, Jimbo, man, got this low going to point, from point A to point B, but it doesn't say anything about tarps. Does this load need to be tarped? Oh, my gosh, yeah, get that. Put, yeah, it needs to be tarped. Get it tarped. If you were to let that fly, and that truck did not tarp the load, it's not going to be your fault because the customer didn't tell you. It wasn't on their paperwork. It's going to be your customer's fault. That person in shipping that you, you work with on a daily basis, they made the mistake. It's going to all fall back on them. They could be fired. That could be... Almost. That, 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 that would be a terrible thing for your person that you deal with on a daily basis in shipping, but it's going to be terrible for you because now they can't trust you anymore. You see what I mean? Now you've set yourself up as the broker that doesn't have their back. <clears throat> you got to prove to your customer, hey, you're watching out for them all the time. You know, if you've got a customer... That individual in shipping, if they know that you are watching out for their mistakes, they're going to want to use you more because they're going to feel safe with you. See what I mean? That's one thing that makes a good broker. Customer service. Being honest. Tell the truth. Communicate. There are so many brokers out there, when something goes wrong, they try to hide it for as long as they can, and when they do, eventually, because the truth is going to come out, they, they, you know, when the truth does come out, which it will, it's going to be obvious that you knew about it for a long time and that customer's not going to be able to trust you anymore. you got to be honest and, and you know, a good broker is good with the carriers, too. A good broker, you're honest with the carrier about the load, the good and the bad. Okay? I, I know in sales, sell the, uh, sell the steak, not the sizzle or whatever it is. But uh, <laughs> be honest. You know, if the load can't deliver till after 4 o'clock on whatever day, don't tell them it can deliver that morning, that next morning or whatever. You see what I'm saying? If it's going to be a driver assist load where the driver has to get out there and help load it or unload it or maybe lump the whole load, don't hold that back. Be honest about it. The truth is going to come out. 
I told you my story about the uh, broker when I was driving. Walmart load. I knew it was going to be a driver assist. Back in those days, Walmart load, if you're going to a Walmart warehouse, yeah, if you were the driver, you were getting out of that truck and going back into the warehouse, helping them unload that truck. Yeah, the broker swore up and down I wouldn't have to. I knew I'd have to. I knew it. <sighs> you won't have to. So I told him, I said, okay, I'm taking your word for it, but make sure you've got a place where I can take this load because I'm going to drive all night to get it there, and I'm going to be too tired to get back there and full with it in the morning. I'm going to want to lay down and nap. Nah, you won't have to worry about that. Got you covered, driver. You're good to go. Sure enough, I get there. It's driver assist. I called the broker. Hey, where do you want me to take this load? What do you mean, where do you want me to take it? I want you to take it to Walmart. Well, I'm at Walmart, but I told you yesterday that if it was driver assist, you better have a place for me to take it because I'm not going to do it. Because you told me I would not have to lay a fingerprint on that load. Yeah, he started backing up. But, 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 no, buts to it. If you want me to touch that load, it's going to cost you a couple hundred bucks. He ended up paying me more. But the, the thing is, there was, it, I knew it going in. I knew it. I knew he was lying to me. You, you see what I'm getting at? If he would have been up, if he would have been truthful with me, just up front, tell me, hey, man, I'm sorry, but yeah, it's Walmart. You know how it goes. They're, they're going to make you touch it. You're going to forget that back there and assist anyway. I may have not liked it, but I would have known about it. What really tripped my trigger was that he lied to me. Don't lie. As a broker, you've got to have your integrity. You've got to be truthful. You've got to be honest. That reputation is going to follow you throughout your brokering career, throughout your transportation career. You know, as a broker... There are a lot of company drivers you're dealing with right now that someday will own their own trucking company. See what I mean? You could be developing that relationship now. As a broker, as an entrepreneur, what you do today may not pay off for several weeks, several months, maybe years down the road. But it, what you, it's what you do today that's going to make the difference. So what makes a good freight broker? What makes a bad freight broker? A good freight broker pays attention. They do what they should be doing on a daily basis. A bad freight broker, they're generally out of the business before too long. They're not doing anything to help anybody. They are just order takers to get right down to it. Doyle, I hope that helped you out a little bit. Hope that helped you out as far as uh, what makes a good freight broker, what makes a bad freight broker. Okay, having a birthday today. Happy birthday to you. You're in pretty good company. Perry Mason. Raymond Burr. Born on the state back in 1917, Richard Hatch. I'm not talking about the Richard Hatch that was on that uh, Survivor first first season of Survivor with Rudy. Everybody remembers Rudy, right? It was Rudy, right? Not Ruby, Rudy. Well, anyway, the Marine. <laughs> he passed away a few years back, I believe. Anyway, he was a character, but Richard Hatch on Survivor, he was the one running around naked. You know, and uh, IRS came after him for the winnings. <laughs> I'm not talking about that Richard Hatch. I'm talking about Richard Hatch, the actor. Remember Battlestar Galactica? Apollo. He was Apollo. Ladies' man. Anyway, uh, he was born on this day back in 1947. Mr. T, he's having a birthday today. Judge Reinhold. Uh, from uh, Beverly Hills Cop, the Santa Claus movies. Uh, don't forget, American Graffiti. Yeah, he was the uh, fish guy. <laughs> Flirting with the girls in his car. 
And then he, he remembered he had that big old pirate hat on. <laughs> anyway, Lisa Edelstein, that name may sound familiar to you. She's been on everything. I mean, you go back many, many years. She was uh, you know, on Frasier. She was Bobby on Sports Night. Uh, the first episode of West Wing, first couple. Matter of fact, she was on West Wing several times. Uh, she was uh, Sam's girlfriend, the the prostitute, remember? And uh, I, I guess her most member, she was on Frasier. She was Frasier's eccentric girlfriend there for a couple of episodes. Uh, but her most probably memorable role was uh, Lisa Cuddy, House. She was the uh, she was the hospital administrator, I guess. Always giving, you know, keeping house in check. Anyway, she's having a birthday today, so happy birthday to you. You're in pretty good company. Hey, want to remind you? Here I am drinking on my uh, bugs mug this morning, but we do have the FBTV podcast mug available. If you'd like to uh, order it, you can. Just visit the uh, Freight Broker TV website. You know, those things are available for you. They'll ship right to your house. You can order it for straight from the uh, our website. All right, Saturday morning. I think we've, we've, we're, we're almost to an hour. I think we've done enough today, done enough damage. Listen, go have a great weekend. Unless, of course, you've made other plans. We will be talking real, real soon. Maybe a... a we're ta thinking about doing something new coming up uh, June 1st, or starting in June anyway. Uh, we'll talk about that more about that probably Wednesday. Anyway, go have a great weekend. Unless you've made other plans, we'll talk soon. Bye-bye now. <laughs>